Just over a year ago, we all got news that tremendously altered the way we all function, from how we go about our daily routines to how we work as educators. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced an incredible amount of change, which has led to a lot of discussion about it all. What's helping? What's harmful? What should we have been doing all along? And yet, amidst all this discussion, we're pretty sure you've never heard the changes we've experienced in the time of corona discussed quite like this before. In today's episode, we are stoked to welcome our first ever guest, Kim Darshay. Kim is an instructional coach in suburban Chicago, professional learning expert, adjunct professor, and overall astoundingly funny human being. This year, she's also a middle school, social studies, and ELA teacher for remote-only students. Stick around. This one's surely going to make you laugh. Welcome to the Grounded Learners Guild the podcast that gets real about education, authentic leadership, and the transcendent power of being a part of a highly functioning team. Here are your hosts, Casey Veach, Emily Coakland, and me, Jenny Labrie. Our title for this episode is a play off of Gabrielle Garcia Marquez's book, Love in the Time of Cholera. The title of this book is actually a pun. Did you guys know that? Cholera, of course, is a disease, much like our current COVID-19 reality. Mm-hmm. However, cholera in Spanish actually means passion. So due to the pandemic, many of us have found more time in our schedules to kind of rediscover or revisit some of our own personal passions. We've been challenged in this new environment and to re-inspire our creativity and, and passion for teaching in crazy, crazy new ways. So today's intention is quite simple. We're going to take a look at some of the major shifts we've all experienced in the wake of the pandemic and determine what's good. So to get us started here, I think we do need to give a disclaimer. This episode, while we're kind of taking a comedic spin on things, having a little bit of fun with it, is not intended to belittle or deny the seriousness of the pandemic. What it is designed to do is really a laugh so you don't cry moment. In truth, we did try to record a more serious take on the pandemic and discussing all of the changes that we had experienced. Jenny and Casey, how did that go? Let's just say we didn't... Dumpster fire. (laughs) It didn't make it off the cutting room floor. Yeah. We were hyper aware of just how much stress and difficulty was surrounding the pandemic and... It was not fun to listen to. It just felt complain train. And and I'm all for visiting complain central station, but I can't stay on that train for too long without feeling really, really, really sad. So I'm definitely glad we're, we're changing up the format for this one. Exactly. So we decided to take a really different spin on it this time. And this was actually a fun suggestion to play a game for an entire episode, which we have never done before. So bear with us while we switch formats. Lots of firsts this episode. (laughs) Yep. And also in doing so, we actually have a friend joining us for this podcast. So this is our friend Kim Darshay. Hi, everyone. How are you? I am so happy to be here. Let me tell you, I am Longtime fans, first time listener, caller inner. Is that the thing like longtime listener, first time caller? No, it's good. But I'm happy to be here. Yes. And we love Kim Darche. We have been creeping your professional development presentations at conferences for yeah, years. Yeah, I truly, truly <laughs> believe like <laughs> you are a national treasure that in the event of an apocalypse, you need to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and of our group, who was it that named us the Darshets? So 
that that was might that, have was that you <laughs> very 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 big compliment but I really just love to have fun and you're a great group to have fun with. So it works out. Thanks, Kim. Well, perfect. So since we're all in a place where even though the topic is inspired by something, of course, very serious that we all recognize, we're all in a place where I think we need a good laugh and we are going to have a little bit of fun with this. So the game we're going to be playing today is actually a spin on a very popular game that is often paired with the consumption of adult beverages. Cheers to any of you who are vibing. Uh, And it involves listening three options and it's usually the names of people or celebrities and you choose which of the three you would most like to marry which of the three you would be forced to or would choose to kill and which of the three you would do something else with something fun but very short term oh yeah not when two people love each other just when you really (laughs) really like them (laughs) and don't want to see them after for very pretty short term situations. So since we're all educators and we want to avoid having to bodlerize, we're not going to play that game in its original form. So we are going to stick with a beverage theme today. So instead of using those actions of marry, kill, and other thing, we are going to stick with a beverage theme today. So to explain the game, instead of those actions, we're going to use actual beverages to represent the sustainability of our discussion topics today. So the three beverages, we're just going to stick with the three M's, okay? So the marriage option is going to be stood in for by milk, which is a stalwart. It's healthy. It's something you want to keep. You should probably drink it regularly unless you have issues with dairy, in which case hopefully you have <laughs> some sort of replacement milk in your life. Good, good. Okay, Almond milk's still here, but still it counts. Milk. So, so, so I yeah, did, milk I is did marriage. I someone in college who told me that I was as about as much fun as a glass of milk. So I, I'm having some tragic flashbacks right here, but I'm with you. I got it. Okay, great. Okay, got it. Milk. Okay. Okay, meanest ex-boyfriend ever, ever maybe. Well, <laughs> it depends on if you reframe it. As much fun as a glass of milk, meaning like you're just the right no, amount of fun. No, just, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, go on. I got it. Milk. I'm in it. All right. Let's let's just twist and reframe those memories then. So we're looking at something that you could be counted on. You're okay. awesome and we need you every okay. day. Good yes. for your bones. All right. Milk. Yes. And then the other thing that we're not using or bodlerizing today is going to be stood in for by margaritas, which are awesome, super, super fun, but you're not going to have a margarita every day. That's your once in a while, cool not on the right type of situation. Sometimes sugar on the rim, sometimes salt. <laughs> okay, good, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the third option, which is standing in for things that we would kill, is our good friend Malort. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So we need to explain Malort to our listeners right. that are not native oh. Chicagoans. Hello, another local reference, listeners. Okay, so, <laughs> ladies, who would like to explain Malort? Oh my gosh! Haven't you I know, actually had I know Malort? it's a. I haven't had it myself because I've heard <laughs> horror stories, but I do know it's a Swedish liqueur made in Chicago area. And depending on who you are, you talk reading to, off a of Wikipedia right now? Because I kind of think <laughs> no, so <laughs> it's it's a, the reason I know this is a very close friend and colleague of mine showed me the commercial. Like, it's a spoof. It's a three-minute commercial that the radio station The Loop did 
for the alcohol. And it's just three minutes of this guy taking shots oh, of this God. beverage and just getting increasingly upset and horrified. <laughs> so I am a Southside Irish person. And so we used to drink in the um, soda pops um, in the cemetery near my house. I know this is terrible. And I went to Catholic school for 16 <laughs> years, but I did. We would drink in the cemetery because the railroad tracks ran next to it. So if authorities came, you would run either on the other side of the railroad tracks. And we had Malort, and it is not pretty. And you are actually intoxicated just on the smell of it. And it, it, it stays <laughs> on your throat, so you actually don't taste things for a little bit afterwards. So it's actually, like, kind of got me ready for COVID because I had no taste. <laughs> oh, no. That's so on yeah, theme. so not great. And how would you describe to the non-Chicagoan listeners that we have what Malort tastes like, Kim? It doesn't have like a taste I can even compare to. Like it coats your throat in like, um, I don't even know, like a, like a chocolate or a black licorice, like velvet. I don't even know. Like I'm gagging my, on it. My, my husband describes it as tasting like rubber. Yeah. Like rubber or like petroleum. My husband says it tastes like earwax, to which I say, why do you know what earwax <laughs> tastes like? <laughs> I, maybe those Harry Potter jelly beans. I don't know. I oh, hope. But so bad. Yeah, so bad on so many levels. Ugh. So suffice to say, since Malort is bad on every level, when we are talking about pandemic practices or shifts that have occurred, those are the things that we just want to flush. Go away. Dunzo, just like you really don't seek out Malort on purpose for the most part, if you've ever heard anything about it. You seek it out unless it's a dare. <laughs> and you really don't like someone that that's when you seek it out. Exactly. I don't know what that says because my husband <laughs> dared my mom to t drink some. And she did. <laughs> I need to meet your mom and your husband. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Might have to get them a guest spot, especially yeah. with a little molar. Love it. So with that, we're going to just quickly review. Milk is our very solid counting on things that we would like to have regularly incorporated in the educational and or personal world that we're inhabiting as we move further away from the pandemic, hopefully, knock on wood. Margarita are things that we think could be making some guest appearances that are good, but we shouldn't be necessarily counting on all the time here and there. And Malort, goodbye. Nope. So with that, excited. it is game time. I love the game. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're going to start by giving some triplets of things that we may or may not want to keep. And it'll be up to a member of the Grounded Learners Guild and you, Kim, to decide which of each would be your milk, margarita, and malort. Like so win. we're going to just kind of... I know there's not yes. the winner of this game, but in my mind, I've already won. Or the winner could be with the most number of matches. So my topic was on systems. So when we think about our educational systems and the different shifts we've had to make to make the systems move forward... So which would you rather, margarita, milk, or malort, internet as a right for all, so keeping the hotspots or whatever programs have currently made their way into our system, asynchronous learning days, and virtual meetings? Am I going first? Do I have to say all the words first? You are oh, going first. <laughs> yeah. sugar. And we made it difficult for, <laughs> Great. for the I, added effect. I actually think this is the hardest Terrific. one. See, okay. I love equality for education. I think everyone has to have an 
equal education. But I mean, we've got a lot of connected kids going on right now. So there is some benefit to not having all of it. But I've also talked to so many educators who are in Southern Illinois, and they told me something which totally blew my mind. They're like, oh, yeah, our kids have internet except for when the corn is high. So as it grows, it actually interferes with like their signals. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And they're like, no, when the crops are too high, then they completely lose connection. And that just blew my mind because I've never had that option. So I think milk stick around with the incredible opportunity we're giving our kids. Okay. The margarita. Golly, this is hard. Uh, (laughs) Can I have two margaritas? No, I can't. Okay. I'm going to say Malart for the asynchronous learning, and here's why. I also don't think kids need to be in school five days a week. I I mean, they're like, what's the magic number? Like, we just say five days, like, and everyone's going to Harvard. Like, it just is like it is what it is, right? So I think Malart to the asynchronous because I don't think they're structured very well for the kids to understand. And I think so many kids are left in a place of shame in that asynchronous space because they don't have a really clear plan for themselves. So then guess what? We're marketing up with some virtual meetings because I can tell you, the fact that I have been able to attend so many conferences, I'm going to widen it a little bit. The fact that I've been able to connect like for TCEA to see you all there and other mm-hmm. places like that's pretty incredible that we've moved to a place of comfort for having that experience. And that was a perfect match for what mine <gasps> so was. I so win. you got one point. Okay. This is great. <laughs> I win. Okay. Yeah. Phew, so, I'm sweating so, okay. a little bit. For us. Oh, God. <laughs> no pressure. Like, no pressure. Yes. <laughs> Especially for that internet as a right for all, it didn't seem like it really was a big issue for a lot of people until COVID and quarantine hit. Like people were actually going out of their way to providing both internet and devices to kids to connect them up. And then I am of the asynchronous malording days as well, only because there's just such a beauty for childhood of those snow days. And I don't know, it just is a little sad to think about that going away. And then, yeah, virtual meetings, I actually have found I've been able to make more connections with people when they are virtual because you've got that random breakout room feature that puts me into groups that I normally wouldn't be in. So that's my party one. Well done, you guys. You did the hard one first. So (laughs) matchy-matchy. All right. So, Jenny, do you want to run down the next triplicate of items and theme? So this one's on instruction. So our triplicate for instruction are the three SEL. We've seen a lot more buzz about SEL, and it was here prior to COVID, but now it is definitely something we hear a lot about. The second is hybrid or concurrent teaching, depending on what word you use. And the third is use of breakout discussions. So this isn't as bad. Okay, this, this is one. not as bad. Okay, so I would malort the heck out of the like congruent teaching, and here's why: because they are two different ways of teaching students. I'm teaching full remote right now, and my largest class is 57 students. I could tell you everything about every one of those students. I could tell you a little bit about what they look like, not all of them, because I'm also not a require cameras to be on type of person. 
but I think I have connected with each and every one of them, which is why I would milk it up with the SEL because what I do, and you all know this is one of my things that I preach and say is I have a mood check-in that they take every single day. And the mood check-in consists of three questions, which is after their name, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? And would you like a conference with me? And I ask that every single day of my students, I know that they're getting a puppy. I know that they don't have a place to live. I know that they are hungry most of the time. I know that they don't sleep because they go to bed at three in the morning. But every day, even in my full remote setting, that happens. And so I love that. And I think it can be implemented successfully in any learning platform. Okay. And the margarita is breakout rooms because I think they're fun to a point but that you have to help students realize how to talk to each other online because they don't know. They're waiting for someone else to say something so they don't have that body language. You have to help them and teach them um, how to do it. So two of the tricks that I have been using is when they go into the breakout room, I give them an order of conversation. So I say, okay, today you're going to go ahead and discuss alphabetically. So your first name, you gotta go first, then the next person, then the next person. That's all built in or the person with the most animals in their house talks first and so on. So it's giving them someone to start the conversation. And then actually at TCA, one of the folks I listened to taught about the waterfall chat where you have everyone. It was so good. Like it was like this stupid little like nugget, like nothing. I'm like, yeah, that was worth a $250 ticket. No, I'm just kidding. But like use it. (laughs) But the waterfall chat is everyone types. And then you wait, and then when you say go, that's when they all hit enter, and it all comes up. So it was an amazing takeaway with that. So yeah, those are my three. Well, Kim, you oh got two points because I had all the same So winning! Oh. You are so winning. Yeah, I I would totally agree. So for SEL, you can't have enough. We've talked a lot about Maslow before Bloom on here, and when we are taking care of our kids and they know that we're there for them and we're helping them through that social emotional learning, that's really what you need to do first if you're ever going to transcend and do any of that deep learning. So I can't agree more. That is milk all the way, like and chocolate, hybrid like concurrent like teaching. Milk too. It's yeah. chocolate. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So important. Yeah. And then hybrid and concurrent teaching, malort that. Yeah. Malort that. It's just a lot on people's plates. It's not that it's impossible. It's not that you can't do it. But what we're asking of our teachers to do with all of that juggling, and it's not best because then the kids at home are maybe not getting the attention of the teacher, the ones that's in the classroom are having that trouble. So we can malort that one all All the way. And then the use of breakout discussions, I agree. And especially what you talked about with the protocols, any kind of protocols that you can do to help students work through those discussion skills and using it to a point, but not in a way that kids get sick of it, or it's just not doing it to do it, but doing it right and doing it with intentionality behind it. I love what our math teachers do. So our math teachers actually make however many students are in their remote class, they make that many breakout rooms. So if they have 30 kids and each kid is in their own breakout room working on their math and practicing, and then they could call the teacher in whenever they want. And then it's a one-on-one discussion. So it's taking the place of walking over to their desk the way you would in the classroom. And I'm like, gosh, how simple and how brilliant at the same time. And it also is a little bit of anonymity and mm-hmm. privacy that wasn't there before yeah. either. So. I love it. Yay! 
Two points for me. I'm so happy. Two points for you. This next one is a little weird because health and safety logistics land. So okay. things that we've changed about our safety procedures or the way people do things specifically to logistically keep people safer in times of COVID, which of these things would we milk margarita or malort? First of all, I'm just going to read it. It says, wash your damn hands. Yeah. So all the hand yeah. washing, <laughs> hands, hands, hand, washing, washing, okay. washing, Great. all of okay. it. Air filtration concerns, so having the most up-to-date, best quality air filters, extra air filters, like the nice loud one I put between Jenny's desk and mine. Sorry. Uh, extra layer of precaution. <laughs> and then the last one is never really gathering and eating together anymore. So the death of the teacher's lounge or, you know, if you're anything like some of the teachers at our school, ourselves included, you're eating in your car more often than not. So... The death of the staff calf, milk, margarita, malort to those um, three. So uh, milk, like hand washing, like, I don't know, people are gross. Like, you know, like we touch a lot of things, <laughs> like, right? Like we touch it. Like when, th like, that's the thing that like really brought to my attention, how many things I touch in like a weird Howie, what's that guy's name from America's Got Talent? How, Howie, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, yes. like, like in a weird Howie Mandel way where I'm like, oh, I just touched that. I would technically have to wash my hands again. Oh, I just touched it. Like, so that, but wash your hands. Like, I don't know, like kids in general, they're, I don't know, touching things and their phones are gross. Like just wash your hands. But again, with the whole hand sanitizer, are we going too far the other way? You know, like, are we like killing some of the good germs? Like you can't kill all the bees, even though I really don't like the bees, but you have to have them to make the flowers grow. <laughs> so I would definitely milk that. I would malort the air purifiers. And here's why. I don't know if they really work. I think like someone's played a joke on me. I don't really know. Where's the like like the fly trap or like I know a fly trap works because all those dead mosquitoes and flies get on there that you know those glue things I know those work because I got like some, the nasty tape. yeah like that I know that works but I don't know about the air filtration system of what it is and so I would margarita then the, the eating alone because some days you have to eat alone I still eat in a in a big room with my teacher friends we are all spread out we take our masks off and we eat I could not survive my school day without it. So we are in person full day with all of our kids all day, every day, regular school hours, including lunch and everything else. I could not make it through a day if I didn't have that sense of normalcy with my teacher buddies. But some days I need to eat alone. You know, some days I'm like, nope, I need that let shut down. So that's where I'm at. Oh, God, I think I'm different than you, Emma. I'm different, aren't I? Did I lose? I lost. I lost. Okay. Yeah. Sadly <laughs> enough, I have like one one chance to go head to head with okay. you, and I'm going to be like the one person you don't score a point with. <laughs> you don't score. Coakland is the worst. Just write it down. Okay. Um, so we're coming at this from different angles, and I'm going to maybe waffle around a little bit just to explain my, uh, my thought process here. But I actually thought the thing that is milk is the air filters wow. and this is because i am an allergy sufferer so as an allergy sufferer i see benefit to having better air filtration in our buildings throughout the entire school year any school year and i think there's a lot of buildings that are older. I'm also a former Chicago resident and the local high school that I lived closest to there where I would go vote during elections and stuff. I could really see some air filters there being 
older than my parents. So yeah, no offense to my parents, but I think that updating that filtration system would probably be for the betterment of, I don't know, breathing health mm-hmm. for everybody in that building overall, whether it actually prevents COVID or not, it could be a, a positive upgrade for everybody just to keep that in place and refresh those things every couple of years. Yeah. We do it in no, our homes. I, I, I should. agree. I, agree. Um, I just always wonder if people are going to do it right. You know, like we've all worked in schools long enough where like, are they cutting a corner? So are they just yeah. like making do with that kind of half but doing it? I almost said the A word, but this is a family show. I'm going to try not to cuss. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> We're talking about beverages, so kind of. <laughs> okay, I totally see your point. Em. I got it. I got it. Okay, so now what else? Gotcha. And the hand washing thing where we actually are using the same reasoning for that, but that's the margarita one. I think we should still wash our hands, but I think the hand sanitizing and the the constant hand washing and the way we've had to wash our hands is actually a little bit over the top for how we would do post pandemic. And I've just had to watch my child who suffers from eczema, like have to address like skin moisturization issues and rashes around his wrists from all the hand washing and hand sanitizer. So absolutely, we should wash our hands. And you're right, we probably I think phones are the world's grossest thing. And maybe the wipes could stay. That's not on there. But let's just say the (laughs) wiping things sanitizing our devices and our desks and things like that. We really should do that more often. But the abuse on our hands, I think, can be a bit much. And then I think the thing that needs Malort is the death of the staff calf. I I miss my friends. I miss seeing other people and I miss eating with other people. I definitely see some merit to eating alone sometimes, but even having the choice to eat with other people is and just run into Mm -hmm. teachers you don't see every day, start some conversations, maybe find someone who has a better snack yeah. than you yeah probably. so i don't know all right so you ready at. this is like lightning <laughs> round right okay. here Ooh. lightning it. round this next one so we're looking for out of this group of uh-huh. three the biggest malort oh yeah. biggest the ch- malort. challenges you have to milk and margarita something here <laughs> they all out are of bad all of them <laughs> out of all the choices oh shite yes <laughs> okay So (laughs) options are low student engagement, especially with remote students. Fix all the things. Virtual edition. We think about all of the time you spend on a day-to-day basis troubleshooting technology. And then this is may not be the situation for you, but some districts have to pivot in and out and in and out of learning modes multiple yep. times. We've done that. Oh, you you guys Yeah, have. so we were going to go full in person, then we went full remote, then we went hybrid, then we took the adaptive pause. That was a great made up word. And then we went back and now we're full then in yeah. person. So that was it. That was the okay, time. Since everything is so fun. Okay. So, I'm a lord milker. Whoa, jeez, always. So, as instructional coaches, ready? Okay. We know that sometimes change is really scary for teachers, like really terribly scary. So I'm going to, I'm going to milk the, like the shifting. Okay. Even though it's all kind of sucky, I'm going to keep that milking because it gives people a sense of, heck yeah, I could do it. I did it. Like I changed, I did it. It was uncomfortable and I did it. And I'm okay with being a little uncomfortable um, with that. I'm going to malort the heck I wish I could get all kids to be engaged. Like, I I really do. Like, I wish I could get all kids to be engaged in some way, shape, or form. I think, like, right now in my head, I'm thinking of five kids that I just 
I, I can't get, I can't reach whether they were in person or not. And it's like, it hurts my heart a lot, like a lot. So if I could have a magic fix uh, for that, I would. And then tech issues are always going to happen, right? Like we know that. So I can margarita that up and just deal with it. Was I right? Did I get it right? Well played. Sorry, Emily. She's got another point. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like so much of the teachers that I work with, they take their self-concept from student engagement. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing such a crap job right now because my kids are checking out. And I, I wish I could malort all of that yeah. by saying, everybody's allowed to have that bad day. This is just a bad year. Let's give ourselves a little bit of grace. And I just wish I could take all of that out. And I do think that there is a little bit of resilience building that teachers have had to go through this year by working to fix all the technology things. You're able to kind of build some resiliency when tech problems come your way if you don't want to just throw it out the window in that moment. So I agree with you. I say super one. Okay. I love it. So we have one last section. Kim, are you ready? Very ready. Because I won the last one. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're what, three out of yeah. four? It's mm -hmm. good. Yep. I don't even remember. Did we say that she had to get them the same as us to get a point? No, that no, even happened. <laughs> we literally just made up that rule. That was spontaneous. Yeah, I, I very, very much appreciated it because I felt like a winner. It's the wait, wait, don't tell me rule. Oh. Like, too bad we don't have Carl Why? Castle to do your answering machine. Yes. <laughs> I would, or I wish I had a really like deep voice. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. This is great. <laughs> Great. All right. So this is the last one. We'll see how you do. But even if we are on the same page, you still win because you already are win. three out of four. Three out of five is still coast to the finish line. Yeah, here. you can coast <laughs> yeah. here. All right. So this is this section is about personal things, not necessarily related to schools, although it, it could apply if you feel the need to connect them. But you can also think of just your own personal preferences in life. So here are the three in this section. There are, okay, I gotta, I gotta explain this one, because this is a relatively new term for me. And I'm wondering, I'm guessing you've never heard it called this before. But this one is no hard pants. Oh, <laughs> hard pants are like, you have to actually wear Grown up pants with a button oh, and oh. you know that kind of thing. I, button zippers. Oh my god! I am like loops, gonna, I'm going to write something so, super embarrassing in this round. I just have to let you all know. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hard so, pants. Okay. So okay. No hard. No pants. hard pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, are they straight like jeans or do I have a middle part or a side part? I'm like really worried about that in general. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I got it. No hard pants. No hard pants. Okay. Second is contact. Free delivery. Okay. And the third, no more hugs. So during this time, people haven't been wearing a lot of hard pants. No. We haven't been having a lot of hugs. No. But there's been a lot of contact free delivery. Okay. All right. So what are you going to margarita milk malort? Okay. So I'm going to margarita hugs because it depends. Like sometimes I'm not feeling a hug, you know, so I just need them back every now and again to just get a little like, you know, when someone's sad, I want to hug them. Or like if I haven't seen you in a while, sometimes I'm coming in hot and I might knock you down because I'm just so happy to see you. So I'm going to margarita that. Uh, we can keep around no contact delivery, even though I think that falls into the margarita too, because I like talking to random people. And I think, you know, delivery is just great with that. Um, and 
yeah, I'm going to alert. I'm a hard pants. And so I'm going to admit something super guilty or super bad. Since in 363 days, I've worn hard pants three times. I could count how many times I've worn the hard pants. And that's only one pair of black jeans that fit. It's not great. It is just not great. But I wear them when I have to. But it's been no. That's it's amazing. Been three times. It's just been three times. And oh yes. So I don't know. We might need some judges to weigh okay. in, weigh in on this last one. The way I took it was no hard pants is like my milk. Oh. But I think for the same reason, like because I don't want to wear hard pants anymore. I want. It to be my yoga pants day in and day. I wish I could wear those things to work. I don't need hard pants in my life anymore. <laughs> and then uh, the no more hugs, I would agree with you. Margarita. There's some people I want to just like Ugh. squeeze so hard and miss them like crazy. But it is kind of nice when the awkward hug yeah. or whatever doesn't like, have to mm, happen. Like at a family party, like, yeah, I can't kiss everyone goodbye now. Like we're good. Oh, that's such a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, I guess I would put then by default, Malert would be the contact-free delivery. I miss being able to go out, go to, actually go to a restaurant. I mean, I know some people still do that, but we really haven't in the last year. So I can alert that one. I kind of agree with you. This is not my round, but I'm just going to jump in anyways, because I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm I like to tip people in cash. I miss doing that. Like every once in a while, when you have somebody come from the to the door, you just would like to hand them some cash. And like, I haven't even used cash in the last year. Right. Like, I just don't get to do that anymore for people. And I, I think... Yeah, I just, I was a good tipper, a good cash tipper, and I, I still try to do it in credit. It just doesn't feel the same. Uh, for those of... I'm a hugger. You, you are. <laughs> you are a hugger. I am a hugger, and I probably hugged you without asking No, and I loved all the hugs. Like, it was good. Like, I miss them. You hug me whenever you want to. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Well, I, and I just feel like with this year, especially like there have been a number of people that have broken down mm -hmm. in front of me. And I just, I know it's been hard to not do the thing that I've been raised to do, which is let's hug it out. I'm like the full house generation. <laughs> hug it out. I love it. I went, I went over to one of my girlfriends early on. She was having a hard go of it. And I went over to her house and I brought her Starbucks and I brought Starbucks for her kids. And she didn't know I was coming. I called her husband and she's crying. And she came out. She's like, hold your breath because I'm coming in. And that was it. Like, we just needed to. So she's like, I just can't do it. Just hold your breath. And so we did. And it was a quick hug. Like right smack dab in the beginning, too. So we thought we were living on the edge. Uh, and the fact that we walked away healthy was a good thing. But like, you just, she just couldn't. She needed to hug someone like and so I totally totally see that Casey yeah it's going to be one of those things where people are going to have that memory of like you did Kim of what that first hug was after mm -hmm. the lockdown like I can remember mine too like I think a lot yeah. of people can yeah or not being able to hug your moms or your dads like you know early on like we went so long without seeing my parents you know so long and it was just ugh, rotten Malort stupid. We'll bring on those COVID. vaccines, folks. Malort COVID is yeah. what I want to do. That was Malort COVID. I'll, I swear, I'll milk the flu. I'll milk the flu. I'll go ahead and margarita chicken pox <laughs> as long as I could go ahead and Malort COVID. So there you go. <laughs> I'd itch myself. Bonus, that was the lightning bonus round. Yeah. <laughs> round. I love it. <sighs> Perfect. So cheers to that. And we're going to just quickly 
pop through a couple of takeaways from today's episode, even though we were mostly in game land. There are some legitimate things that you could take from our game of Milk Margarita Malort today. Jenny, what's one of your takeaways from today's episode? We got to laugh. We've got to laugh through it and find the, the silver linings and the fun. And it's not toxic positivity, but being real with people that you trust and and being able to find the funny. Yep. Another one, Casey? That not everything about this time has been garbage. <laughs> so yeah. as we've sort of gone through all of these different examples, some of them have actually been a good thing. Some that we haven't mentioned, you know, so many of our teachers have had to grow during this time to evolve to be semi-successful. So not everything we've experienced this past year has been a dumpster fire. Some of it has actually made change for the good. Yep, that's key. That's a good one. And the last one that I would probably add to that is to remember the connections that we have to remember that we still have each other. We are lucky enough to still be talking to one of our favorite professional connections. Kim, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. But again, these connections, I was hoping so. Yeah, what is it? Here's my takeaway. And it's because of you mean, Emily. Um, But no, I'm just kidding. But like, it's (laughs) like when we make these sweeping statements or generalizations or have our opinions, it's so important to remember and to understand that people are coming at these viewpoints with all different backgrounds and experiences. So it is important to be cognizant and aware whenever we we say things on a a public platform or in the cafe and all of that good stuff. So thanks for that reminder, Emily. Absolutely. Well Well put. And a huge thank you for joining us today, Kim. The laughs that we've shared and you coming along to join us as our first ever guest. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you here. And to wrap it up for today, we've got Casey with our Taste for What's to Come. Our next episode is entitled The Self-Care Circus. So many educators today feel like you are the ringmaster in your own three-ring circus. You've got the needs of your students, you've got the needs of your system, but then you also have the needs of yourself, right? So many people are telling you you need to demonstrate and exemplify self-care, but talking about real ways of making that authentic Number one, from a leadership standpoint, but how we can make that into an actual legitimate pursuit that we have as educators, giving us true time and grace to engage in self-care. The next episode after that is going to be entitled The Games We Play. So much of what we do right now feels like it's humdrum, it's normal, it's status quo. And in this episode, we'll explore some powerful reasons why we want to bring play and gaming into not only the lives of ourselves and our staff, but our students. Games are memorable. Games provide you an opportunity to learn new things and converse with people in different ways. So that'll be the focus of our next episode. So definitely check them out. And that's a wrap on today's episode. It is our sincerest hope to advocate for adult learners, and we aim to contribute to this community with genuine conversations about education, leadership, and topics that matter to you. If you'd like to connect, you can find us on our website, thegroundedlearnersguild.com, on Twitter, at GroundedLGuild, at CVeacher, at TechCoachM, and at Jenny Labrie, using the hashtag GLGPodChat. We believe in the power of feedback, 
It helps us to keep growing and allows us to bring you quality and customized content. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for joining us, Casey, Emily, and me, Jenny, in today's episode of the Grounded Learners Guild. See you at the next Guild meeting. And in the meantime, do your best to stay grounded.